Welcome to episode 226 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. Well, this time around, we are looking at an episode that didn't exist when this podcast began. It is the event series, also known as season 10, episode 1. After the second film, I want to believe, underperformed, the original intentions to tell the story of the alien invasion that was scheduled for the end of the Mayan calendar on December 22nd, 2012, didn't manage to happen. The X-Files first came back in season 10 in comic book form, and those comics were published by IDW, and actually quite good. They've got some really great stories there that I do recommend you take the time to track down. That may or may not be why they called this the event series, instead of officially calling it season 10, although when it gets renewed, it does come back for season 11. So it's clearly considered season 10, at least in retrospect. So it returns for six episodes in 2016. This episode actually aired on January 24th, 2016. It's got an average IMDb user score of 8.0 out of 10, and was written and directed by Chris Carter. There are a few familiar faces here. It actually begins with Scully and Mulder. Well, it begins with Scully in the same hospital we saw her in, and I want to believe when she gets a call from Skinner, and she contacts Mulder on his behalf. They eventually agree to meet, because there is a man who wants to meet them, named Tad O'Malley. And when they meet, it's clear that they are no longer in a relationship. Mulder kept the house that they were in, and Scully left, which really begs the question how he's paying for it. When we see some of the flashback photos, Gillian Anderson is wearing a ring in those photos, those were personal photos. Chris Carter has said that the characters were not married, even though fans have speculated that they were in between. Given that Mulder was still technically wanted for murder and still underground for most of this time, I don't think it makes sense that they would have gotten legally married, although that's not to say that they weren't completely committed to each other for a period of time. So Duchovny and Anderson return as Mulder and Scully, of course, they meet Tad O'Malley, who's played by Joel McHale, who is probably still best known for his work in Community. I'm not going to dig too deep into the IMDb's in Season 10, since I did originally cover this as it came out. And they find out that there is a conspiracy still going on today. They meet with Sveta, played by Annette Mahendru, who claims to be a multiple abductee who's had babies removed from her womb and who has alien DNA. Or at least she knows it. That hasn't been proven, so Scully starts doing the medical tests to do it, even though she is very resistant to becoming an active member of the X-Files again. As things progress, Tad O'Malley helps connect Mulder with other people who've got things like alien replica vehicles that run on zero-point energy. Now, zero-point energy is a very real thing in physics that is completely consistent with what we see in things like particle accelerators, we have not come anywhere close to coming up with technology to tap into it and draw upon it as an energy source. The head researcher of that is Hiro Kanagawa. This is his third appearance on the X-Files. He played a character who died when spores grew out of him in a volcano back in Season 2. He was cryogenically frozen to death in Season 4, and he 
meets a rather unpleasant end here when the whole facility is blown up in an attempt to destroy the evidence that's there. By the time this episode is done, Sveta is now claiming that Tad O'Malley put words into her mouth and paid her to lie, and it looks like, or at least to Mulder, that the government got to her and got her to lie now, while there is evidence that she may not have been necessarily lying about the abductions, but that Tad O'Malley lied to her about the fact that it was aliens rather than human beings conducting those abductions, because that's where things are now. By the time this episode is done, Mulder believes that there is still a government conspiracy, but that there are no actual aliens still involved. There was a crash in Roswell, they've cannibalized the technology, and now the government is using fictionalized aliens as a means to cover their tracks. So it is a nice return that taps into the paranoia and zeitgeist of 2016, in that it's a lot about government oversight and going too far with pictures of Julian Assange and Edward Snowden back to back, although I do find that they are two very different people. We also have the return of the cigarette smoking man. So somehow he survived getting hit in the face with a missile, even though we saw the flesh burn off his bones. And there are other callbacks that I didn't notice the first time I watched this when we took a break during the earlier years. Things like Mulder writing Don't Give Up on the back of Scully's car to get her attention, which was the key phrase from X-Files I Want to Believe, which Mulder didn't know about by the end of that movie, but they were in a committed relationship for a few years after. It's not at all unreasonable that she shared that with him, even though some fans have claimed that that's a mistake. So the series is back with the original cast. As with I Want to Believe, there's no real sign of Doggett or Reyes, although one of them is involved in this episode from a character perspective, even though the performer does not appear on screen. More details on that when the time comes. So I'm a little torn on how I feel about this. On the one hand, it is good to see them back, and it is a well-written episode. On the other hand, starting off by saying everything they worked for in the previous 200 episodes and two movies was a lie, and that solution we had wasn't accurate. Feels like a slap in the face. I would have preferred that they start with a new conspiracy that got them involved, rather than saying, yeah, the old one wasn't what we thought it was. And I also struggled with this, because when it came out, I was actively reading that IDW comic, and as this season progresses, I found I preferred the stories from that comic to the stories we were getting on TV but I am not rereading that now. I'm going to choose to leave the season 10 and 11 comics off to the side. They are a separate continuity. If there is interest, I may come back and take a look at them after the TV season is done. Now, since we are in the home stretch and all we have left are two shorter seasons from the reboot, which combined are shorter than any individual season up to that we've had up to this point, I'm actually going to start soliciting audio clips for the end of the series. So you can go to the webpage at anchor.fm. There should be links right in whatever podcatcher you use in the description. And that website allows you to leave voicemail for the show. I would like our listeners to leave voicemail telling me what the X-Files means to you. That's something I was going to talk about 
after going through all 11 seasons, what the show has meant to me. And I'd love to have some fan feedback and listener feedback with what it means to you to include in that episode. So please head to the podcast page and let me know what the X-Files means to you in a clip that can be included in an upcoming episode. In the meantime, you can join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss Founder's Mutation, the second episode of the rebooted series. Thank you for listening.